Vicente Palamet is one of Ibiza's foremost experts on landscape history and traditional agricultural practices. We had a fascinating conversation where he describes the evolution of the rural landscape and agriculture since Bronze Age times. He also explains why agriculture has declined and his hopes for the future. Let's join Vicente at an ancient thinker called Seis Hisendes at Cala de Hort, where we sat in a field on logs next to a fire where he was clearing and burning scrub. So uh, Vicente, it's wonderful to meet you at last after two years of waiting. Before the pandemic, we were supposed to, to meet and we did briefly and then, it, and then everything closed down. So thank you for taking the time to see me today. Welcome. I'm very excited about speaking to you because I know you're deeply embedded in the rural agricultural history and culture of, of Ibiza, which is fascinating to me. <laughs> but before we talk about that, could you tell me about your connection to Ibiza? Are you from an Ibithenko family? Yes. Eight uh, surnames, we say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all, all of my family is from Scubells. Oh, from around here? Yeah. Okay. And um, so you were born and bred in this area? Yes. Went to school here? Just in Scubells. In right. Uh, in, with my grandparents there. They were my neighbours. And uh, do you have a rural back, background from a farming family? Yes, yes, yes. All of them. Right. And Fishing someone, but... <laughs> and did, did, you, did, you, did, you, did you go to university to study no. this no. topic? No. Never. <laughs> okay. You've just grown up with it? Yes. Right. <laughs> and and what, what gave you the, the passion to to do this, to pursue this as a, as a job, as a career? I don't know. The, when I was a child, I was passionate with it. Yes. I don't know when it starts. Yes. Yeah. So may, may, well, I suppose if your whole family was from, had a farming background, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. must have started learning about the rural traditions and the ways of, the ways of life from an early age. Yes. Okay. But for example, my sister was growing in the same place and with the same people yeah. and she doesn't like it very much. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she's living in Barcelona in the city. <laughs> well, I suppose some we we all have different interests. Yes. Like I I love history too. Yes. And forgive us listeners the, in the background you can hear some drilling noises. They're they're repairing a, a finger up there. Yes. Is that right? And we're down here. We're near Cala de Hortz. Can you just tell us a little bit about this site that we're sitting in at the moment? Well, this is a very big plot, uh, 154 hectares. And, uh, well, I am working here the last 14 years. And uh, it has a, a long story. Uh, it started in the, with the Punic, uh, Punic years. The, we have a ruin 
very close to this finca from the 5th century before Christ. Uh, and, well, just the, the last three centuries, a family from Ibiza bought it. It was a forest and uh, they put people here to uh, produce charcoal and farming land. And from those years to today, this land was farming by uh, Mijurals. Never for the owner. Never was the owner who uh, was farming here. Right. The owner just has the, the half of the production because he was the owner. But the farmers were people from this area. Uh, poor people without uh, enough farming land to produce enough for them. Yeah. And then it, was it abandoned eventually? Yes, the last 50 years maybe it was uh, not absolutely abandoned. Where absolutely abandoned the, the worst uh, places, the slopes for example, uh, and the Pla, Pla de Calador, Pla de Sisendas, it's a very flat land, good. Uh, it was um, farmed during more years. But now, the last 30 years, maybe it was uh, well, abandoned. True. So, this story that you're telling about this place, it's almost like the history of a beefen yes. landscape in one, in one plot. Yes. So, this is excellent that we're sitting here <laughs> in the middle of this history because my next question was is I, I want to perhaps you can tell me how agriculture first developed on the island and what, what did the island look like before and then what who was who were the first people that brought agriculture here do you know it was uh, many centuries um, ago uh, I think it's four thousand years before Christ, I think, but I'm not really sure of this date. Um, obviously, people start to farm in the best lands uh, near of uh, Ibiza town, is now, or Sant'Antoni, or Santa Eulalia, flat land and with a, a deep quantity of, uh, of soil good quality of soil. And then, uh, after many centuries, uh, 18th century maybe, it was in 19th, um, when the, the population of uh, this island started to grow and there were not enough good land to farm and produce enough food for the whole, for the population when people start to uh, remove forest of the slopes and make terraces in places like Scubej for example Caladort San Vicente or may, many other um, bad lands okay so the original farming was done on the best land the, yes. fl the flatter land yes and when you mentioned that date, that's, that's, that's long before the, the Punic era or the, you know, so, so, so these are like the, the Bronze Age or prehistoric yes. settlers. Calculated age, right. yes. 
and and so what influence was there before the 18th century when the population grew what what influence was there from those other cultures on the landscape like the the romans the phoenicians and so on the moors what uh or how how did they what mark did they make on the on the agriculture well each one uh made something different in roman age and punic age for romans uh wine was a, a very exported product and uh in many places of the land of the island we can find the signs of vineyards in, in the in the roads um building the the, the last um years we can observe uh, that um rasas the rasas de cultivo we say it's a uh, long holes or now in in the airport excavation no yes i've seen we them we can see that I, i did another ibithology interview when they were building the bypass at san negreta yeah they found some there yes. too long long thin yes deep holes, holes. yes this just is to plant uh, vineyards and as the the vineyard it cannot produce more than 100 years uh, they were planting uh, the whole time no? okay. and even until nowadays people just need wine because it's a it's a food it's a complement of the diet and each family plant vineyards it's each generation so they have to move them do they Be- yes well, because the land gets tired or there's pests diseases the plants get tired yeah. and the land also and just move to good places so the so when did when did the vineyards arrive that was at the punic era yeah okay yeah and then um so the the romans did the romans also have other forms of agriculture that they brought with them yes vineyards also but olive oil was a, a big production for example and uh, cereals uh, of course to feed the people so so up until the 18th century the landscape was it was mainly just the best parts of the land yeah. being cultivated and um and then in the 18th century there was a big growth in population mm-hmm. um so the terraces so i, I live in san vicente there's lots of terraces there yes. and i always imagine that they are you know hundreds thousands of years old but probably that's not true no 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 <laughs> <laughs> no because it's a, it's a big uh, work to uh, remove the forest and plow the the slopes and then make the walls it's a, a very big uh, work if you really need this uh, land you do otherwise <laughs> you don't bother yeah no yeah i mean there there are terraces in extraordinary places aren't there you know yeah. it's almost a vertical slope and they've somehow managed to create terraces there but that's just because they really needed to yes. grow everywhere yes we have to think that more or less uh one person need one hectare of land of farming land right to produce enough food for them okay and in slopes you mm, you can uh, plow 
but not continue. You ha just have terraces and uh, wasteland between terraces and you need more than one hectare to produce enough food. The deepness of the land, of the soil, in some times is not um, very good, it's not very deep. In dry years you cannot produce enough and, and so. <laughs> Um, what, what type of farming has there been over the years? It's, has it always been like a subsistence farming where the farmer just grows everything that they mm -hmm. need for themselves? Yes, they produce for themselves, but at the same time they produce to sell um, um, cash crops. We can see almond was the main cash crop in dry land. Right. And almond trees grow... It grows at the same time that cereals and pulses uh, in, 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 the, in, in the flat land or in, in the growing land, the farming land. Um, and the um, cereals and pulses don't disturb to, the, to almond trees and almond trees don't disturb, doesn't disturb to uh, grass crops. So you can grow the bo both of them together? Yes. Right. Okay, that works well. And uh, what, what other types of crops did they grow? Well, the um, dryland properties were divided in four, in four pieces of land, same size or same production. Maybe if the plot, if the property had a slopes and flat land, the parts of the flat land were... Um, more little than the parts of the slope, but always four parts, tersus we say. And one of these were man these four parts were managed in rotation. One part was for the wheat, the second one for barley, third one uh, for grazing, the, to, to make the cheese just for uh, springtime. And the fourth just it was um, fallow. Fallow, yes, to leave it. Yes, Rest. but they uh, plow it three or four times during the year to, pre to prepare the land to sow uh, wheat the next year. And um, in some the best places... Uh, they uh, sow pulses, chickpeas and uh, peas, broad beans, lentils. Right. And when, when did that system develop? Do we know when, it, when in history that they started farming in that way? We think uh, maybe the last three centuries. Before, it could be in three parts, because the name Ters means a third. Right. Then, uh, it, in, in Menorca, for example, this method of three parts was working until now. All right. But here, uh, people need... Um, people has um, less land, commonly, and need to produce more uh, in three parts... The, the manage of these three parts is one for cereals, 
the second one for grazing land and the third uh, fallow. Right. Then yep. you are uh, farming only one third and uh, in the last method four parts you are um, you are sowing two of four is the, uh, the half of the land right. is more land uh, sowed I see and and then I mean wa water is always a, a problem in Ibiza yes. I think so how, how what methods do they use to, to collect water and irrigate well in the flatlands of uh, San Jordi Sant Antoni, uh, Ibiza, uh, Jesus. There were wells with uh, noria. I don't know how to say noria is, in, is, in is this, English. Is this what you attach uh, an animal an to? An animal, yeah. Um, like a pump, like a. Um, I'm sure there they have to be a, a word, but I don't, yeah. I don't know. I think it's just, a, we call it a pump. So it would be a pump with, with an animal-powered pump or, yeah. or a wind-powered... Yes. Wind-powered, the, the first of them were in the 19th century. But before, from Moore's time even, uh, just with animals. In this flat land, that the, the water uh, shade is uh, not very deep. No? And um, in the Rio de Santa Eulari or in some torrentes of the island, we can find um, sources, little sources of water collected in, in ponds, in safarachos, and with that uh, people could uh, irrigate a few quantity of land, but uh, irrigated land is very productive. Mm, right? Sorry. Yeah. And they can grow uh, products that in dry land is not possible onions for example lettuces cabbage a pumpkin many others so uh, what what about the the the, the moors and, and the berbers what, they were experts at irrigation so yes what did they bring to the island D just the irrigating system yes uh, we think that in in the whole island in each uh, torrente where they could find uh, sources of water there they were farming from the 10th century so they, they they would have expanded farming because they were so much better at finding sources of water well they farm different because they were focused in uh, irrigating more than in dry land Romans, for example, were focused in uh, dry land and uh, Christians uh, after also. But Moors, they like to eat more vegetables. Right. And less cereals, for example, in Middle Age, Christian Middle Age, uh, they... The, the, the governors uh, just want to uh, collect money and meals, uh, water meals, for example. It was a, a good place to collect money, just to grind the, the cereals.
well, they use the water to uh, to clean the the to make floor, no? To make the, to make flour. Yeah. 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 More than to irrigate. Okay. And um, and then the places like say say Sfaishes seems a very spe spe special mm -hmm. type of irrigation. Yes. There. Is that from the Moorish Moorish yes. time? Yes. Yes. Can you tell me about how that works? It is very very simple. It's a a shade of uh, sweet water in the in in the ground that's floating on the salty water and people just put a barrier in the way of the water the level of it uh, goes up grows up mm. and it irrigates the land uh, by capillarity so from down the fresh water sits on top of the salt water yes it's light it's lighter, it's lighter. right hmm. so that, that that's how you exclude the salt water yeah oh that's clever <laughs> yes yeah, it's very simple yeah and what about um, Bus Buscatel? Buscatel? Yes. It's from the Moors age. Right. And uh, it, then it was developed more uh, in the 18th century uh, by the Illustrates. Um, but it's a, it's a very ancient place. You, there, even today, you can find uh, water mills to grind the... to make the flour. And orchards, little orchards. Yes, it's a beautiful place, yes. one of my favourites. Yes, today's is quite abandoned. It's, it is not like a uh, hundred years before, mm. but is, it is still a, a very nice place. Um, and as, can, can you describe how a, a typical farm works? You have, you have one family and they're all working on the farm all mm -hmm. the time? Or, uh, yes. And then you have tenants? farms as well. How does that work? Normally one farm, one family. If you have more than one farm you need mijurals. That's a family without land uh, who's farming your land for the half of the production. But normally one family, one farm and um, the people of the from 18 to uh, 60 or 70 years were farming, hard farming and younger and elders uh, were shepherds and doing the less um, strong activities. But the whole family works as much as they can. Um, and what what are the main jobs that you're doing? Plowing, with a horse, with a horse, yeah. uh, with uh, donkeys, or even with cows in Formentera. Uh, mules is the the most used animal. Um, then so then uh, just uh, cut the cereals with uh, sickles. Mm. Then thresh. How do you do that? Is, that? is that what the circles are for? Yes, in the era. Yes. The, the threshing floor, we say era, is that rounded place. Right. In the windy place of the farm. Right. 
so distinctive. So, so how does that work then? You, 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 you collect what you've harvested and then you put it in the circle. Mm-hmm. What, what ha- how do you then s- separate the wheat? Yeah, to, to thresh, the people use the animals. The, yes, the um, donkeys or mules, uh, each animal they can use. Uh, goats or sheep, no, uh, just big animals. Uh, walking around and or running around and just turning the straw sometimes and then removing the straw with straw it was removed with the wind barley straw was longer was uh, softer just with forks and then winnowing the the vast or the chaff with the grains to separate grains from chaff. So the, the, the animals, it's the animals, the feet, the hooves yeah. of the animals. Yes. And how do you do that last bit of job, separating the chaff from the wheat? With the wind. Oh, too, okay. Yes, because yes. it's much heavier, the, the, the wheat. The, yes, the, the grain is heavy and the chaff is uh, light. And uh, they just use um, a sieve. A big sieve, un are, and they need uh, a quite windy day. Not uh, very windy, but it was it was on during the, um, the summertime, in June, July, sometimes, and in that um, time, in, in in that season, we have a soft. Uh, winds from the east and they have to wait uh, until 10 o'clock more or less that winds start to flow in the morning in the morning right and well it it was um, a difficult time Um, people was busy because uh, rain in this period can mm, damage the the production, can damage the grains before winnowing. And each moment they have uh, enough wind and enough uh, dryness to thresh, they do. So when, normally when do you harvest? Ending May. Right. Starting June. Okay. And, and, then, and then you, you hope for the winds to help you with that process. Mm-hmm. Can you can you describe the the rhythm of the farming year? Yeah. Where, 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 when do you do the, the planting and so on? Yeah, the sowing season it starts in uh, October. People start sowing barley. Then, in medium November until medium January, is uh, uh, wheat sowing time. In October, November, you can sow some pulses, broad beans and peas, and then January, February, uh, chickpeas and um, laterous uh, geisha, as we say. I don't know the name in English. Is that lentils? It's not lentils. Uh, Latherus is um, is, uh, quite different uh, kind of pulse. pulse. Yes. I'll have to look it up. It grows in very bad lands and very dry places. Right. Yeah. It's is good for bad years. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And 
uh, then people just uh, observe uh, plants growing. The pulses were um, weeded with uh, the hoe, yeah. hoed, mm -hmm. um, barley, anything, and wheat was weeded by hand the whole time. Then, uh, in ending winter or starting um, springtime, people start to collect uh, green pulses, peas and broad beans, uh, just to eat in this moment. And then, until uh, ending May, it was a, not a very busy time of the year. Just the men of the family were plowing the fallow to plant, the, the, to sow the wheat next year. Then, uh, harvesting season, ending May, and threshing uh, time, uh, people were very busy, as I told you. Mm. And then, uh, during the summer, it is time to uh, harvest fig tree, fig uh, figs. Yeah. Uh, just ending um, June, the first of them, and then in August, September, the rest, because we have two harvesting season, two different kind of figs. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, figus floss in. San Juan in in the ending June. It is a, a, a short uh, season, and then the 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 main season of uh, figs. It is uh, mm, yes August and September, maybe sometimes October also. Then July and August, almond harvesting. August, September, October, uh, carob harvesting, and starting. It all starts again. Yes, sowing season. <laughs> <laughs> and and how do other jobs fit into that? Like the, the, looking after the animals, um, you know, the the matana there. And I guess mo most farms would have a a vegetable garden as well. Yes. So everyone's doing all that as well as the main arable. Farm. Well. The, the main works in orchards, for example, were in uh, after Christmas, hmm? Nadal, just cut canes and prepare the land to, uh, to plant potatoes in February or March. It is it was done between the main uh, works ending uh, sowing season and before harvesting season. And many times were women who uh, attempt the orchards. Just mm, plow, it was mm, done by men, but the rest of the uh, works just uh, to sow see, uh, seed of uh, um, lettuce or cabbage it was done by women mm. they are better <laughs> yeah. 
to do with this. More nimble fingered. Yes. More patient than us. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, plant these little lettuces in the orchard and keep them, weed them. It was owned by women normally. Okay. Um, and then just while we're, while we're talking about things other than farming, there's the whole um, medicinal plants mm -hmm. um, side of things. Was, was, was that, um, did every family have one person that was interested in that? Or was there, would there be somebody who you would go to if you were ill who would try to cure you with medicinal plants? There were special people. In each family, women, old women, knows many things about medicine. But then there were curanderos uh, who can... Uh, tell you how to solve some uh, diseases or some problems but special people few people so would there be a like se several doctors on the on the island of ibiza or or, or are, they, are they is it more informal than that before before modern medicine no it it, it is informal yeah yes people that knows how to uh cure how to um, remove diseases because they have learned um, from an ancient of their family maybe but not very not maybe in the island you could find five or or ten at the same time but not more but then in each family uh, women collect um, some plants in May or in San Juan's day um, to preserve the the health of the family. Okay. Uh, and uh, do, do those traditions survive? Are, are you involved in any projects to to try, try and collect that knowledge before it's lost? Yes, but nowadays it's different than before because people don't live together. The whole family in the same house and in at the same time no? yeah, and doing the same work uh, young people are studying at school and old people are doing other things or anything <laughs> and the 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 message or the knowledge of the ancient people in many cases is is not preserved by anybody anybody is is uh, forget it just disappears yes yes that's that well that's that's quite sad isn't it i mean is is there any way that you can try to talk to those people and collect that information yes, before it's gone we are doing this collecting this knowledge but each uh old man or old woman who dies is an encyclopedia that is a in the in the last gone it's gone yeah yes and uh, um are you doing the same thing with the rural knowledge as well i heard you're doing a project in formentera can you tell me about that well just is a uh, we are interviewing the oldest people of the island to know how they were used to grow plants and, and manage the land or 
fish or some different jobs in well uh, farming that is the the, the main uh, thing we are looking for is, is that something that will you, will you produce a report or something that we can so that we can hear about what you've learned from these people right now we are collecting yes. collecting collecting yes then we will do okay <laughs> the problem is that people is dying <laughs> <laughs> sorry i shouldn't laugh but that, I, i see what you mean and have have there been any surprises to you yes yes each family um, people used to do same things in the same way but each family has uh, different few differences little differences one to other one and uh, we are searching some items for example uh, my grandmother uh, explained to me how to make candles with uh, uh, bee wax and with a cane yes uh, with cane tubes and i am finding other people who can uh, say the same mm. and people who had in ancient times bees bees were in 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 each family they have uh five or ten beehives each family uh but right now we have not another uh person who told us something about it you you said before that your grandmother told you that that you could get canals canals and uh, no candle candles candles okay Lights. all right sorry not canals no <laughs> candles oh no oh, no i understand thank you <laughs> and are you is there a project anything similar happening in ibiza Mm -hmm. to, to harvest that knowledge mm -hmm. as well. Yes. But not so fast. <laughs> okay. You probably need more money, more Yes. More <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. And you you mentioned fishing earlier. How does fishing fit into the rural life in Ibiza? In the coastline the, the neighborhood of the of the sea many families go to sea to Uh, fish or to harvest uh, seaweed or to harvest just um, uh, nails uh, caragols snails uh, snails yes pajalidas cornets uh, crabs um, some of them uh, in, in some families they had a, a boat but The, the main people fish from the coast uh, with a cane right. or uh, with a fitora that's uh, something like uh, a fork but the, um, in ancient times people say that there were lots of fish and very um, simple uh, techniques of fishing were useful to f uh, to fish enough for the family mm. with those techniques nowadays you can fish anything oh yes <laughs> there's not the, the, the seas are empty now yes okay um i bet a great source of protein though if if you're a, a poor farmer i imagine mm -hmm. getting getting a regular supply of fish and yes 
after fish. after the war the civil war people say that without fish um, lots of people could die but uh, with the fish people could feed them enough to <laughs> survive okay and then um, you mentioned the civil war C could you tell me how in more modern times the agriculture has changed and declined yes well um, the farming changed a lot with um, with um, fertilizers no? yeah it's more easy uh, to sprout uh, a bag of 100 kilograms of fertilizer, chemical fertilizer, then tones and tones of um, cow dung or, uh, yes, manure. And people were was able to uh, farm more land with uh, less uh, power than tractors also. If you have a, a little plot, maybe you have difficulties to feed a mule. Mm. But if you have enough money, because maybe you are working uh, with the tourism in summer season, or one of two people of the family are working with the tourism, you can buy a tractor. And when you don't need a tractor, it is in the garage, no problem. Mm. Uh, but if you have a mule, you have to feed them each day and you have to work with it. Uh, for example, with a um, with tractor, you can plow in half an hour the same that you can plow with an, with an animal during the whole day. Mm. It is a very big difference. And then... Um, so when did that start, that mechanization? When did that start to happen? In 60... In the, yes, 1960s and 90s, 1970s. So it, co it coincided with tourism? Yeah. Tour tourism came to the island so people had more money. Mm -hmm. They could afford to buy yes. a tractor. Yes. Right. In, some, uh, in some cases, people could uh, buy uh, a tractor with the amount uh, price, no? mm. with, the, with the, the amount of money uh, of the uh, amounts of one or two years, okay. but only in big plot. But normally we have um, not a very big plot and we need to take money from another source <laughs> to buy a tractor and then did i mean the, it doesn't look like a lot of the traditional farming is carrying on now so how, how has that changed over the decades since the 60s well um in the 60s uh for example my mother was born in a in a property that uh, my grandfather was not the owner. They were Mijurals. Um, 
end in the 60s, my mother said that they could earn enough to feed them, but not more for by any clothes or um, a bicycle or motorbike or a car, for example. So life was a struggle. Yeah. Mm. Then um, it was they were not the owner. They mm. just have the half of the production, the half of the money they could earn. In uh, properties that the owner could uh, produce more, maybe the or produce the, or the the whole production is for the for them. Uh, they could survive until seventies, but not more. When it that it was when Spain get in the uh, European Union. Mm. With um, the, then the price of the meat fell down, right? And uh, the the sheep, cows, goats. Uh, it was the, the it had the has the main price, the biggest price of the production of the the almonds and uh, young goats and and sheep, mm. and. For example, in the 50s, five kilograms of almonds was the same amount of money of one uh, working day. No? Right. Now, five kilograms is five euros. Incredible. In, in one working day, maybe 100 or 150. Yeah. That is the the problem of the of the farming of this island, no? The, the commodities are not worth enough. Yeah, it's not worth. Yeah, working. No, to do it, to, to produce it. The land, uh, the, the plots are very little. Mm. We have uh, our climate is dry. Sometimes it rains enough, but sometimes there are no rains. And you cannot plan anything uh, sure for each year. So grad gradually people have just given up active farming. Mm -hmm. You still see some farming going on. Yes, but with water, irrigating uh, farming is uh, surviving. And on the best land, probably. Yes. Yeah. Yes. In the land where are water, here we don't have... Uh, we can uh, drill, but there are no water. Really? Well, the water table's gone down, has it? Yeah. As well? Yeah. Is that is that tourism to blame for that, do you think? <laughs> or just more population? More population, tourism. Yeah. Uh, our tourists come from uh, places with lots of water. Uh, they don't... M many of them, not all of them, don't... Um, know that they can have a, a, a very beautiful garden without water and there are many houses wasting tons and tons of water each day mm. in summertime to yeah. preserve their gardens green and it's a, 
It's I, traumatic. I had a story which made me upset of somebody who gets the tank, the water tanker, to spray water on the on the road on the tracks on the roads tracks around his property to stop the dust. Oh, okay. What a waste <laughs> in the summer. Um, and then, for, what about the future? Do, do you feel optimistic at all that traditional farming or farming could be revived or increased on the island? Well, traditional farming is difficult to um, to re, uh, restart, but some kinds of farming, I think, I want to think that it could be, uh, it could work. For example, um, animals, just grazing goats in the forest to reduce the, the fuel of our forest. Mm. It is necessary. Remove the, the fuel by hand is so expensive and we have a, a, a big uh, part of the island that's um, forest uh, we cannot do it we cannot manage by hand but with animals it could be so the goat the goats eat a lot of the undergrowth yeah and that that, that would be their job yeah hmm. but, but in Mallorca I've seen places where there's overgrazing by goats yes and then it, it looks awful yes so it has to be managed but th- yes it has to be managed with uh, shepherds yeah. uh, in Mallorca is the same problem that here because the um, the goats were abandoned in the Serra de Tremontana mm. without shepherds and without hunters who can manage the the number of heads the number of animals uh, it have to be managed but all the the whole island mm. before uh, people farm in, in, in farming land, but people rem, um, uses the the bushes to uh, for them for fuel for the for the oven the bread oven mm. and for cooking mm. and uh, the pine wood for making charcoal and charcoal was it has a, a, a good price and it was a, a good uh, way to earn money with. Uh, bad lands but nowadays the whole island is abandoned and we have to find another way to uh, manage it we cannot uh, think more that uh, well it will be done it will Mm. be done it has to be done yeah so if if it's just left then it just returns to a pine forest. Mm-hmm. And is that, is that a bad thing or is that a... No. Is that a bad thing if, uh, if you don't remove people? <laughs> people before don't live in the forest, mm. live in the farming land. And now we have lots of houses in the forest. Yeah. Before people know how to manage the fire... Now we have lots of fire sources in each house. Yes. Um, and before, forest was managed and was clear, was not so um, 
uh, espeso, how to say, thick. So yeah, thick, overgrown. Than, yeah. Yeah. Than now, and my grandfather taught me about a fire here in Sarroca Blanca uh, because a charcoal pile was not uh, well closed and and just start to burn the bushes but it just burned uh, a few quantity of forest because as the forest was clear um, fire stopped yes himself but well, now, now um, if there's a fire it's a serious yeah, event yes yeah. it burned uh, a very higher temperature because you have lots of fuel in the forest and burns everything what what do you think about rewilding where where you put on you you try to return the landscape to its natural state using animals to graze with or have... without people <laughs> <laughs> if we remove the people of the of the island it could work but uh if we want to be here uh, we have to manage in some ways. Ba maybe with uh, grazing animals you can manage. Is that I'm talking about the forest mm. grazing uh, goats there. But just um, leaving the land uh, without any attention I think it will not work. It will burn in yes. some time. Yes. Someday. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, maybe maybe there can be some solution. Do you think that, you, that there needs to be more government money? Does it need to be subsidised? So, we're subsidising shepherds to look after the flocks in there. Maybe. Something like that. Maybe, but we need people working. Yes. We need people who uh, knows that problem and who see that problem as an advantage, as an opportunity. Uh, really, nowadays, it's impossible to find anybody to, to, who wants to be a shepherd like before, uh, alone in the mountains during months and months without, without seeing anybody more. But uh, just find a community of people that are interested in in this and uh, who will be working together, but not all together at the same time. Enough to have uh, holidays and uh, weekends. Mm. <laughs> uh, I it can, it can be, it can manage. Uh, are there any examples on the island now, like of new communities or far, farms set up by people it, to, to operate in that way? Nowadays, I don't know anybody. Yeah. <laughs> farmers, I know there are many farmers who are farming little plots with water, but any big project who can work in a, in a big part of uh, the island no? it have to be yes 
Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed for the future of the, <laughs> of the landscape here. It's such a beautiful island, and um, let's, let's hope that it, its beauty can be restored and maintained. Thank, thank you so much, Welcome. Vicente. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bona Maria, thank you this haunting song was recorded in San Jose in the 1950s in Ibiza. It's called Bon Amor Jo et Venk Aver, which roughly translates as Good Love, I'll Come See You. It's part of the Alan Lomax collection at the American Folklife Centre in the Library of Congress. It's used courtesy of the Association for Cultural Equity. Vas a las tres, aparece el galfo, ve. No tengas pocket, bucket, y porque no aprovechas.